Hi, I'm Adam Beaumont, founder and director of With Purpose Consulting. Come to you from Melbourne. I'm a strategist, facilitator and regulatory consultant who works with executives, leadership teams and boards to be more effective, more successful and achieve better outcomes for them and their organisations. I want to welcome you to my podcast where we have insightful discussions with prominent experts in the area of strategy, leadership, operation and tactical planning and regulation. Building robust strategy is really hard and never more so than now where what happens next week might be just as unpredictable as what happens in a year's time. You know, how an organisation, public or private, strategically positions themselves um, will greatly affect their ability to adapt and change when the circumstance requires. But is a private company any better at strategic planning than a government is? Are we hitting a point where strategic planning just doesn't make sense, where it, where it gives way to pure responsive management and we simply reward those who can manage the crisis rather than avoid it? So in this podcast, we want to talk about if strategy is still important and the challenge of strategic planning for government in an increasingly reactive world. To help us answer some of these questions, I'm joined by Stan Crepan, CEO of Solar Victoria. I met Stan more than 10 years ago when he was brought in to undertake a review of one of the world's oldest environmental regulators. Um, I've always known him to be a very honest, upfront, hardworking leader. And this is, I think, recently reinforced with his appointment as the co-chair of the Building Victoria Recovery Task Force. Prior to that, he was the CEO of Sustainability Victoria. Um, he was the CEO of the Victorian Cladding Task Force and the chair of the Social Enterprise um, info exchange. I think he acutely understands the challenges of balancing current and future needs in strategic planning. So he's a great person to have this conversation with. Stan, thanks for joining me. G'day, Adam. Nice to see you again. So Stan, do we need strategy anymore in this reactive world we're living in? Absolutely. I, I actually think strategy is more important now than ever. I, do, I think it's a different sort of strategy and uh, the strategic planning process is going to be different obviously going to need to be more agile, but I do think, you know, those fundamental things about where are we heading? What's our purpose? What's our unique value proposition? Uh, what are we open to? What do we say no to? Uh, more important now now than ever. Do, do you reckon the reactive context that we find ourselves in has put more pressure on strategy and strategy development processes? Uh, I think to the extent that you've got to be disciplined about what's really important to your business or your organisation, what are you actually there to do? Um, as I say, you know, what is it that's not going to get done if you're not doing your job uh, brilliantly? And for us in government, whether it's, uh, you know, Info Exchange, where I'm, I'm chair as a social enterprise, we're all more agile. We're all trying to deal with uncertainty. And, you know, I, I think strategic planning and strategies are there to help you through those circumstances, even though you couldn't have predicted, you know, by any stretch, the circumstance that we're living through now, that sort of beacon that says, you know, this is what we're here for, this is where we're heading, these are our customers, are, are really important, I think. Um, their needs are going to be different. Well, yeah, and in terms of putting a peg in the ground and saying we're heading in this direction, like what's your what's your sense and experience in government around actually well, we might need to pull that peg up and move it six feet that way like how much are people going gee what we thought we should do is wrong or how much are people saying actually no our mission hasn't changed let's just soldier on yeah i think that is one of the challenges of, of government and i was thinking about this the the other day the expectations are so uh, unrelenting, if you like, um, and they're higher and they evolve over time and the better you are at meeting expectations, the greater those expectations grow. Uh, 
Um, and obviously in the current circumstance, the expectations of what governments can do and what they should do and how they do it, um, the standard that we're all held to are really, really incredibly high. Um, and I think, you know, a, a strategy these days is helping you articulate, you know, what is our value proposition? What are we here for? But also, if you understand who your customers are, then it means you're going to evolve that strategy over time to know well, what are the demands of our customers? What are they needing right now? Um, and I think we've been able to do that um, in my organisation without a significant change to the strategy. But we have been reactive. We have been responsive uh, and agile. I think one of the biggest challenges for government is what do you say no to? Because mm. it's, uh, it's very tempting to say, well, we'll try and do it all because the expectations are so... So great. In a business, I think there is more discipline in saying, well, this is our customer and we will do everything for that customer. We're not going to do other things and we're not going to be distracted from that. Do you reckon there's a victim of your own success type uh, concept that sits in government? You know, the, the idea that you've been tasked with doing this and you did such a good job. Oh, can we just get you also to tack this bit on? Like, does this result in drift? This- that's a great question. Look, I, I, I do think that that's the case. I think, um, uh, you know, when people have confidence that you are able to deliver, whether it's a, a person or an organisation, there is a sense that says, well, actually, we've got confidence in them. They've been able to deliver before. Why don't we give them this extra task or why don't we ask them to do a bit more? Um, and to be honest, uh, I, uh, you know, I see merit in that um, to some extent because why would you build something new when you've got an established delivery model, particularly in an operational uh, setting, if you like? Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think that's one of the risks, I guess, of not having a, a really clear strategy. But also for government, it's you might have a strategy, but uh, government uh, increasingly responds very quickly to uh, consumer demand or public expectations. And so, being agile on someone who's been proven to respond quickly and be agile and sort of pivot, um, as we like to say, um, can often be you know asked to do more things. And how, how much of that then is drawing a, a dotted line and saying, okay, so we're, so this is our primary mission and focus and you want us to do this, that's cool, but we're going to recognise this for what it is, a temporary departure, you know, or how much do you go, well, we'll just absorb that into what the organisation does now and that's our new strategy. How do you manage yeah. that tension? So the way that I kind of think about it is that, um, you know, what's changed for me in the last few years, even before COVID, is that... Um, the pace at which things change, the pace at which we're expected to respond, this whole sort of notion where, you know, we actually, um, uh, we laud uh, agility, don't we? Um, and that doesn't mean that we're responsive and we're all over the place. Uh, it just means we're able to pivot when we, when, when we need to. So the way that I think about it is that the um, horizon, if you like, for a strategy, at least in my world, um, is shorter. So it might be a two or three year strategic plan or strategic framework. And you might have annual sort of increments where you'll refresh it and dust that off. And we do that both within my organisation but also um, in Info Exchange where I work as well um, because we recognise that the pace is, is changing. And that, and that doesn't mean that we're going to be really rigid and not respond. We will. But I think we're a bit more disciplined about um, thinking about what are those potential scenarios, whether they're upside or downside, and really thinking about what are our core capabilities and what are those let's call them adjacencies, <laughs> what are those adjacencies that we're interested in? What are those adjacencies that we'll, we, we would always say no to? Is the adjacency the nice to have? <laughs> Is that the... the nice to have, yeah. Yeah. So if something's so... coming our way, if it's a merger or an acquisition or whether it's a new product 
uh, line um, in my my current uh, you know world with Solar Victoria. Um, you know they're all nice to haves, and you know when you're ambitious um, as an organisation, when you're ambitious personally, and you know we lead a fantastic team at, at Solar Victoria, and all of us want to make a difference. And and as you know. Uh, Adam, the temptation is just do everything you can. Yeah, completely. As much as you can to make that difference. Um, apart from being exhausting, that can sort of um, lead to mission creep and, and sort yeah. of dilute uh, some of your focus. We need to guard against that. Completely, because it's that whole thing, do three things well or ten things badly. Um, so how do you how do you stay the course? Because so so we acknowledge that yep, there's times where you're going to slightly expand because you're the right person to do that. You're well placed. You've got the capabilities. How do you draw the line to say, but that's as far as we can go? Uh, I think that's incredibly tough. I, I think the only uh, advice that I would be giving is you've got to constantly reevaluate that. You've got to take you pull yourself out of it and um, and have that conversation with your team with your organisation about. You know what? Are, what is our true purpose? What's our focus area? And then how does this align to that or not align? Um, and so that you're taking that time rather than just sort of being in the moment and, and just um, absorbing everything, which, as you as you just said, you know, can really dilute you. This is Adam Beaumont, and you're listening to Conversations with Purpose. My guest today is Stan Krapan, CEO of Solar Victoria. And we're talking about strategic planning in a reactive world. And, that, that, you know, this reactive notion. So businesses, rightly or wrongly, are always seen as, oh, no, their businesses are far better able to adapt and modify and pivot than government. How true is that? What's your experience of strategic planning from a government versus a business perspective? Yeah. Look, I think um, the main difference, I think, is that expectation. It, it's... I think government increasingly is much more responsive to public expectations and, as we know, those expectations are really high. Uh, and so I, I think government, particularly in the current um, circumstance, but even in the last few years, has demonstrated that it, it is agile, it can respond, it can be um, responsive and, and reactive to public expectations, to consumer demand, you know, what's happening in markets. It's incredibly innovative in my experience uh, as well. Um, I don't think that sort of, and you know, there's been famous examples of companies not getting this right. Um, that sense of the public stakeholder, the community expectations, um, are not as apparent, I think, in in corporate life as they are in public um, life, which is obviously much more yeah. open, transparent, open to criticism, and and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. How that translates to to strategy, I'm not quite sure, but. Um, I think, you know, there has been a demonstration in the last six months of things that people never thought possible. We run a contact centre that went um, to work from home in two weeks with 50 staff, you know. Um, a year ago I would have said that just wouldn't work. Um, we've all demonstrated that that is possible now. And that's interesting because that's not that that's not an example of reactivity changing the mission of the organisation. That's changing the capability of the organisation to deliver on its vision or deliver Absolutely. on its mission. And I wonder whether during these, because I've seen this as well with many clients and talking to people about, oh, we never thought we could stand that new function up or move that to online or get our people working remotely, but we really can. Like in your experience of being involved in the steady state version of government and also this more high pressure cooker model version of government, what is the key characteristics that's shifted that enabled people to go, oh, let's try this or let's innovate or let's do something different? What's, what's changed? 
I wonder whether it's changed or whether it's always been there. I think it's that um, capability and the confidence that you can actually do something. And uh, I don't know that that's universal, but certainly I've seen examples of it in my organisation, in my department, that are really impressive of people, you know, uh, just having that belief that we can do this, we've done it, we've, we've pivoted before, we've responded. If you think about, you know, department that I work in responded to bushfires and all sorts of environmental situations, a really broad portfolio, water, drought. You know, for, for decades, people have been responsive, have stood, have stood up. And one of my experiences, which has always impressed me in government, is people turn up, they show up. Mm. Um, they want to make a difference. And I think perhaps what's uh, emerged over the last six months is that we're much more acutely aware that actually that's an asset that you can leverage when you need to and that that causes you to be innovative. Do, do you think, you know, based on your experience of leading organisations, reviewing organisations, do you think this notion of reactivity is always cast in a negative light, that reactivity is um, something that causes mission drift, that, that it causes frustration among staff, that it dilutes effect? Can reactivity be a good thing? I'd call it responsiveness or, or agility uh, if I was putting it positively. I think you're right, reactivity does, you know, being reactive kind of uh, does have that negative connotation. People don't see it as being strategic. They say you're strategic, you're, mo- you're positive, you're going in this direction. You know, if you're reactive, you're actually, you know, you're just at the whim of, of others or, you know, you're a bit adrift and, you know, mission creep, as you know, with, with regulators and others uh, can be an issue. What I, I really like, just to divert for a little bit from um, some of my colleagues in the private sector, particularly in really successful uh, companies, um, is that they focus relentlessly on the customer. And we've tried to adopt a bit of that as well. We've always got more to do there. But, you know, when they're talking about innovation, for instance, in a building and construction company, they know exactly who their customer is and they're thinking innovation is great but it needs to serve this customer's needs. How are we going to do that? Mm. How are we going to make this customer's life easier, better, improved, that sort of thing? And I think we could probably learn a bit uh, from that in government as well and just be a bit more deliberate um, around when we innovate as opposed to, you know, responding to something and then looking at it in hindsight and going, actually, that was really innovative. What a wonderful thing. Is being really clear about who are our customers, who do we serve, um, and then what are our key capabilities that are going to address those, those needs? And I think a good strategy will give you those sort of building blocks so that you're clear. So really, you know, playing back what I'm hearing is that the, if you have strategy in place, you don't react, you respond. And you respond in the context of what you're meant to be doing and the client base that you're meant to be serving, servicing. And that's sort of one of the key pivots then between, oh, we just need to do something now versus, no, no, we just got to respond to the circumstances and make sure we're still motoring in the right direction. Yeah, and I think, look, this is a real challenge for organisations everywhere, particularly for boards, for executive teams. It's a, it's a real struggle. You know, the, the expectation is that you will manage all your risks, that you will have great governance. And, of course, the community deserves um, uh, nothing less. So as a board, you're focused a lot on the reputation of the organisation, naturally around strategy as well. But then on the other hand, things are being disrupted and moving so quickly that if you're not, in a sense, disrupting yourself or you're not responding, you're not sort of constantly sensing what's happening in the market and with your customers and your competitors and 
you know, other leaders, other industries that you can learn from, you're actually going to be left behind. And I think that's the, the real struggle. On the one hand, you could just go and um, grab every sort of shiny light that you see. Um, yeah. You know, clearly that, 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 that has a risk. But then on the other hand, if you miss some of those opportunities, there's a real opportunity cost. You might not be around for too much yeah, and I think that's the struggle that a lot of um, organisations deal with. And, and that's where I think, you know, again, for me, it comes back to those sort of fundamental building blocks that a good strategy um, provides, which is where are we heading? Who are we? Who do we serve? What is it that we do uniquely? What are our key capabilities? And then you can, can start thinking about, well, do we look at, you know, different products but serving the same cost customer? Do we look at different um, customers with the same product? Or is it indeed a completely separate business line? So for that you, sort of thing. For you then, like what has come out of this pandemic period that that was a real learning that you wouldn't have predicted? Uh, I think that ability to change and not underestimate people's willingness um, and acceptance of change, I think that's something that we'll all reflect upon. Um, I wonder how much of it is the, the sort of necessity of us needing to change, um, but also people's tolerance of it, given the current um, circumstances, um, or whether there's in fact, it's probably a combination to be honest, but um, whether there's in fact something that holds us back that says, you know, change is really hard. We've got to put in all of these steps. We've got mm-hmm. to consult. We've got to do these things. You know, we've got to have it all planned out to the nth degree. I wonder whether that comes at the expense of agility at um, in some circumstances and whether we put some blockers and barriers up in, you know, the, the normal world, the pre-COVID world that perhaps weren't there. Mm, yeah, I think that's a really interesting insight, whether we have overcooked the change concept and put in place structures to try to manage our own anxiety around it as opposed to respond to it in a timely way. Um, yeah. I think uncertainty is like a fact of life. <laughs> As a general, as a general rule, I think that the idea that you um, react versus respond is core to having strategy and commonality of purpose. So, I think good strategy creates the future you want, and it helps determine what issues in front of you you should deal with those versus those you should ignore. Stan, it has been an absolute pleasure. It's always great talking to you. Thank you for sharing your insights. Thanks, Adam. It was terrific to join you today. Well done. You can follow Stan on Twitter at Stan Krapan and learn more about Solar Victoria at solar.vic.gov.au. This is Adam Beaumont. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Purpose. Please subscribe and if you'd like more information, please visit my website at withpurpose.consulting. Thanks for listening. Bye.